0: Welcome to HLB Cross-Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to our podcast. My name is Carlos Camacho. I'm the leader of Transfer Pricing in HLB International, and I'm very pleased and glad to be sharing this podcast with uh, my colleagues, Kristen Janfog and Marina Gentile. Uh, We are going to be addressing a subject regarding the transfer pricing matters applicable to intangible assets. The valuation of intangible has nothing
1: to do with the um, ideal theoretical concepts of valuating intangibles. It's just uh, look like under the bottom line, what is the profit potential for me? This is the d- decisive term. And the profit potential is in the end, the success, the outcome of the company. But this you don't know when you do the transaction. You don't do know later, one year later, you have uh, an observation period, five, seven years, then you know what's the estimated price, the estimated profit potential as the basis for the value. Was it correct or not? And uh, so uh, uh, all what one can say, it's uh, an estimation of profit. And this has nothing to do with, let's say, a sophisticated uh, comparable method or whatever. So in the end the price is negotiable.
0: Absolutely.
2: Christian, I think um, I think Germany has some new regulations around a sort of look back around intangibles. Do you want to talk us through that a little bit? I found that very interesting.
1: Well, the German legislators uh, almost 10 years ago brought up one rule, which was, I think, exceptional in the world but then was picked up by the OECD uh, reconstruction uh, chapter, uh, which says if we transfer an intangible, we do not uh, uh, look at the value of the intangible. We look at the value of the function, because around the intangible there's more than such uh, uh, one thing. Uh, This is, let's say, a profit-carrying unit. And uh, uh, we have the technical term transfer package. And transfer package is nothing else but the profit potential. So in the end, we do not look in a closer sense to the intangible as such, but we look to the profit potential. So and determining this profit potential, we have to figure out What is the benefit of the receiving company and what is the disbenefit of the company that gives away and this has a very remarkable consequence because in this calculation you have to take into account local circumstances that brings up uh, 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 the price Give you an example. If you move IP to a country with low wages, for the company in this country, this IP has a bigger value because the profit potential for the receiving company is bigger because the, the, the wages are lower than in Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This means the German company has to take into account this circumstance and say, okay, when this is so much value for him, I can charge him 50% of that synergy. And I think from the perspective of the legislator, this is a, a genius uh, 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 um, uh, way to, uh, to, to tax profit potential abroad yes and, yeah. and, uh, and this is this is this was not your question marina now i come to the uh, <laughs> to the answer <laughs> i think this remark was uh, useful in order to understand it and if it now it turns out in a period of 7 years that the estimation of day 1 was wrong mm-hmm. then you have to adjust and there is the uh, if, and if the price is within the period of twenty percent plus minus, then it's fine. Otherwise, you have to reassess the whole transaction.
2: Yeah, we, ha- we have we have
1: uh, uh, let's say uh, uh, quite a tough
0: consequences. Yeah, the look back period then is seven years, and yeah. and the, the likelihood of getting an adjustment is for that period. So when I'm buying a company in an independent fashion that have had a pre, a previous uh, acquisition amongst related parties, which is the look back uh, process, I'm taking the risk. I'm buying the risk of that look back. So I will have to keep part of the price as a reserve for the tax liability that might arise as a result of a tax audit or a tax assessment, Marina?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, In the U.S. we have a similar, we have a five-year look back period. Um, It's called the commensurate with income standard, right? So at the time of the valuation and transfer, you know, how reliable were your projections right cuz this is very projections based with a lot of assumptions about the future potential right you're taking really the net present value of of um you know the future, future success flows. right future Correct. cash flows right so um so it's the type of thing where you know you're meant to annually you know show that you're within that um You know within that projection and it's a similar thing i believe it's um 80 um 80 percent to 120 percent of when within you know within that range so yes and
0: and this uh, bring us also to to the other point that is referred to intangible assets that is when we talk about intangible assets we're not talking about very complicated things it might be just your list of clients it might be just the critical contracts that you have with a vendor that is so important for me as an as an acquirer to to give value to my business. Therefore, in that sense, we don't have to limit the scope of the analysis of intangibles to those that are sophisticated IP uh, type of activities, but all other synergies that are created either by clients, vendors, geographical uh, location, laws, regulations, and all of that is just changing the value of this intangible. That's a very good point. Uh,
1: Actually, one of my favorite is the client list. And when we are talking, we have uh, the case that somebody is Transferring an um, intangible, and he wants to do so because this is the the uh, uh, the, the transaction he wants to do. Uh, for example, transfer of client list. It happens in uh, um, different circumstances, and the the uh, very representative case is the acquisition of a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, four weeks ago. Uh, um, a client acquired a Dutch group of companies. And the first thing he did, he reallocated all clients lists of the board company to the German parent. And I said, what are you doing there? Had anybody thought uh, about the issue that this might concern a transfer price issue? And they say, no. We are no tax guys, we are the uh, operational officers, and uh, we do business and not taxes. But you see, uh, um, even though the transaction has not an intangible um, uh, aim as as such, uh, it can be
0: uh, triggered in any
1: other sort of business transaction.
0: Yes, because in some instances when your definition is I'm going to do research and development of a formula for curing people of any disease, that is a clear understanding of an intangible. But what we call arising intangibles, which are the ones that come along these transactions, where there is a value for the clientele or the suppliers or the contracts that you have in place, this is an arising intangible that needs to be valued as well. And of course, this is only getting more and more exciting and more and more complicated. But I guess that this is been plenty uh, for a round of uh, issues that can be the consequence of intangibles. We thank you for all your input uh, marina and christian and of course we will be delighted to be sharing with you uh, for their podcasts in the future thanks for listening for more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights visit www.hlb.global forward slash insights